We want to welcome you to a, another episode of True Wisdom, and we are very grateful to be here, to be able to uh, dig deep into God's Word during these interesting times, and we thank you for joining us. Uh, there's a lot to uncover in the Bible, especially around times like this, where people start to get a little more anxious, they start to wonder, are these signs, are these road marks to uh, Jesus' second coming. Um, but we rest assured that uh, the Bible has outlined everything already. We just have to do a little bit of studying to dig deep and find out exactly what it says. I'm joined here with my host, Andrew. Greetings. And as always, Andrew explains to us why we are on this mission to discover true wisdom. Uh, true wisdom. Uh, we we want to be wise men, and wise men continually seek knowledge, and knowledge and wisdom come from God. It says, give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. All right, and as always, before we dive into it, let's go ahead and pray. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to uh, gain some real wisdom just through a study of your word. You've given it to us for this reason, and we pray that as we study, you'll open our eyes so that we'll be able to see what you have in store for us. Amen. Amen. Ah, you, you gave us a good setup. Um, you gave us a good setup. It starts with, um, we are living in interesting times. And people are asking questions about the prophecies. And I'm going to read a little piece from Matthew 24 um, because it ties into what we're trying to focus on today, which is the comfort of God. And here's what it says. The disciples were asking what was going to go on. And Jesus said, in, starting in Matthew 24, verse 4, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Okay, that was verse 8. So see that you be not troubled, for the end is not yet. What verse does that remind you of? See that trouble for the end is not yet? Hmm. Nothing jumps to mind immediately. So just do the first half of that verse. Let's see. See that you be not troubled. Oh, you believe in God, believe also in me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. It took yes. me a second. It took me a second. Yeah, you know, and it's that's one of the passages that we can refer to. Right? Um, let not your heart be troubled. Mm -hmm. Believe in God, believe also in me. So he talks about uh going away and preparing yeah. a place for us. Mm-hmm. He talks about in the world we will have tribulation. 
but be a good chair, he has overcome the world. Right. But, you know, there's a counterpoint that we've encountered over time Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. uh, people will, there's a certain segment of people who say, but this has been happening for thousands of years. Nations rising up against nations, famines, pestilences, earthquakes in many places. These things have been going on for years. Why would I have to pay more attention now? Um, yeah, that's many people do say that. Um, and, and we have short institutional memory, right? So we go through some sort of a crisis and then, um, and then it falls away and we act as though nothing had ever happened. I see people, um, I've seen people posting memes about, oh, in 2000, this, it was this problem. And in 2000, that it was this other problem. And you know, we get we get used to it. And the Bible says things about about that mindset that are not uh, that are not pleasant. But one of the things that Christ does in Matthew twenty four and Luke twenty one, when he's describing the circumstances that will go, um, and in fact, several of the prophets do, they describe it to birthing pain. Right. They right. describe it to labor pain. And the thing about labor pain, you know. If a woman is having a baby or is going through that whole process to get a baby, after a while, you know, when it's starting to become, when you're coming up to that ninth month, the body's starting to practice to get ready to disengage that that person that's camped out in there. Um, the body starts to go through the motions of, hey, you know, got to start these contractions, got to start doing this stuff. And they don't start with rapidity in the first moment. It builds, right? And the contractions, that's, you know, anyone who's looked at, anyone who's either married and and experienced this, right? Because obviously if the women go through it, they know exactly, they don't have to be reminded. Um, But for those of you men who are only peripherally involved, nearby during this whole pregnancy thing, that you have a, a spouse, or you've watched sufficient television, and you see that one of the comments that gets made is um, doctors will ask, how frequent are the contractions? Right? So, which means the contractions have been happening. Right? It's not the mere fact that the contractions are happening that causes a, a rise in in um, concern for all parties, it's the frequency. It's the intensity. Mm. So yeah, we've we've had um, we've had all sorts of things. We've had these kinds of problems. But look at the history of the world. You know, we had the Black Plague way back when, and we had this other thing way back when, and we had the Spanish flu in 1918. But we've had, in the last 20 years, a number of these things. Mm-hmm. And they didn't all rise to the level of the Spanish flu. Well, it depends on which okay. angle you're looking at it from. Now, the, they, the Spanish they, they weren't, mm-hmm. right, they didn't become pandemics, but they did un- affect a large portion of different populations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
The, the same thing with hurricanes and earthquakes, right? Because we haven't had a, a big hurricane in the last season, at least not in the U.S., mainland, we forget that, you know, the last three or four years have had a series of record-breaking things. I mean, does anyone remember that just a few years past, we had multiple Cat 5 hurricanes come through the Atlantic back to back to back to back? Mm-hmm. Go find me a year when that happened previously, <laughs> right? And so we, we unfortunately, because we don't perish right away, we take these things for granted. But, but um, I forget the name of the country again. But remember that country that the, the hurricane, one of the big ones that got up to 180 miles an hour, Puerto cruised Rico. right over and No, well, Puerto Rico, there's, they oh, still remember. Oh, no, Bahamas. There was the Bahamas yes. got hit, but there was this other. There was a smaller island. The Bahamas got pummeled too, but there was this smaller island a couple of years ago where hurricane went over. There was it was like a, a you know um, two islands. See, you see how bad it is. I don't remember the island, but all the people who live in that area certainly don't haven't forgotten this thing. One of the islands was totally uninhabitable afterwards, totally, mm. and all the people that lived there migrated That's away right. because. Okay, so, oh, they haven't forgotten. We've gone on with life, right? The people in Houston endured their flooding about three years back, and, you know, they've gone on with life. There are a few things that have changed in their perception, but they've gone on with life. And so the tendency is that we recover from these things, and then the next time somebody says, oh, this is going to be a big thing, and like, yeah, yeah, whatever, we survived. We'll get through it. We'll be fine. And so this just, it becomes the new normal. It becomes the new normal until the moment where it looks like it's not. Um, as as a result, you know that people have been have been saying, "Hey, uh, this thing is just like the flu," and yes, blah yes. blah blah. Yes, that was the initial mm-hmm. um, thought process. More people die from the flu than have died from right. this, so it, it can't be that yeah. devastating. Exactly. So I looked. I did some math. I went over and looked at the CDC's numbers for the U.S. I looked at the CDC's estimate for 2019, and the CDC's estimate for 2019 says that they believe that 16.5 million people contracted the flu, and they had some other numbers for the amount of hospitalization, the number of people that were sick enough that went to a doctor to check it out, number of people that needed to be hospitalized, and deaths. I only cared about the big number and the smallest number, right? So how many people were infected and how many people died? And of those two numbers, it was 16.5 million people that were infected with the flu and 34,200 that died in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay? Big number. So I looked at that and I thought, well, it's a big number, right? Um, but I did the percentage, right? You divide that number. And what did I get? 0.0002, Okay. Point zero 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 two. Okay, one fifth of a percent. So, of the people getting it, a fifth of the percent of of one percent of them died. And already we're past that. Oh yes, because when you take the number of people that have gotten it so far that they can check, which is a hundred thousand three hundred ninety in the U.S., we've crossed the hundred K barrier, and the number of deaths 
which is 1,543. The percentage is 0.015. That is 1.5% of the people have died. Mm. That's eight times different. But now, if, go ahead. if the same number of people were to get infected, you would have eight times the amount of deaths you have. So instead of 34,000 deaths, you'd have 240-something deaths, 240-something thousand deaths. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's different. And, we, and because of where we are right now, we don't know that these trends are going to remain the same. Right. We don't know. We, we know the n- only number that we're really sure of Right? We're sure of who is infected. You know, we're sure of the number of people that have been infected that we have tracked, and we're sure how many of those people have died. But we aren't sure how many of the people we haven't tested yet are infected or will become infected. Right. So we are not living in normal times. This is not a normal situation. And people can argue whether it's a manufactured, whether it, someone is orchestrating it. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if the people who shoot you were aiming at you or if it was friendly fire or if it was a mistake. If the bullet kills you, you're dead. But now on the hope side of things. On the hope side of it, Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. These facts and figures and the circumstances which surround us and the changes to life which it brings do not have to bring us discomfort. It does not have to bring us um, anxiety, right? But, but even then, I think you skipped the important verse of Philippians 4, 6, because <laughs> there is, I'm not going to say there's rules to how the peace of God will pacify us, but there's mm-hmm. a good introduction to how the peace of God will pacify us in Philippians 4, 6. Agreed. In fact, let's go back to verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, mm-hmm. and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Isn't that timely? That's mm-hmm. a timely message. Be careful for nothing. For nothing. We, did a, we did an episode before, care there being anxiety, mm-hmm. anxiousness, not just attentiveness. Be careful. Do not be anxious for anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, we should always be thankful when we pray. Let your requests be made known unto God. And, and the peace of God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You're correct. Right. This this is this is the path. This is the formula, as we like to say. Right. This is the formula. This is how God lays it down. Rejoice in the Lord. Don't be anxious. Trust Him. Pray for everything. Be thankful. Make your requests known unto Him, and He will grant you peace. Mm-hmm. And and you see, that's the key. It's not that you don't recognize things are happening around you. But you know where your strength lies. You know that despite what's happening around you, you will be protected. And and that's important. That is very important. Amen. 
It is. And, and, you know, a situation like this, we were talking a little earlier, a situation like this, it's not just the, the pandemic and its immediate effects. Okay. There's sickness, there's death. You know, we don't want to trivialize numbers because people are guilty of either over magnifying or, or under, um, or reporting the impact in a, in a really uh, cavalier way. Um, 1.5% death is not terrible unless you're the 1.5%, mm-hmm. right? So death is not good. Um, we don't have to be panicking. There have been, there have been diseases that had a 10% death yes. rate, yes. okay? And that, that's a little bit more scary. And thank right? God this is not um, one of them. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord that this is not one of them. But, but even beside that, if you look at the other impact, we've never had nothing in my lifetime has impacted churches, schools, um, uh, entertainment, jobs, everything that we know about. And not just nothing. nationwide. This is worldwide. No. Globally. Yes. No. Things will not be the same again. I mean, we could, we could sit here and talk about all of the economic impact and, and the, the different shifts that will happen. I mean, this, the entire planet is going to be broke when this thing clears a little bit. So things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Don't believe that things are going all the way back to normal, whatever normal was. Whatever normal was, normal is not going to be exactly that thing anymore. Okay? And we, we're going to have to understand that. And hopefully we don't forget this. Whatever lessons God needs for us to learn in this, we need to learn them. But one of those lessons is about trusting him, being careful for nothing, rejoicing in the Lord always, and obtaining the peace of God that passes all understanding, whether it be for health reasons or the health focus or the economic focus. Mm -hmm. Or even things such as education. You know, this this yeah. this upheaval in the education system, there's some children yes. who need to go off to college now and their their senior year has been eclipsed. And so yeah. a lot of what the is, norms right, a lot of mm-hmm. the norms are gone. And I want to make one last point on signs. Uh, the song just came in my head, um, look for the waymark as you journey on. Uh, yes. <clears throat> you yes. know, signs are crucial in that it helps lead you to your um, destination. But it's right. interesting that the sign is not the destination. So, you know, <laughs> when, you're, when you're riding on, a, when you're driving, and it says, okay, when you see this, this barn, this red barn, make a right. The red barn is not the destination. So if the red barn is dilapidated, you don't complain, but you didn't tell me that the red barn was falling apart. You didn't tell me that the red barn had had animals that that were underfed in there and and dogs that were chained up. You didn't tell me that. And the person giving the direction says that's not the important thing. That just that's just a marker to help get you to your destination. So this is right. one of those markers and it's painful for some people. This is a marker that's painful. But it's still a marker. And it helps remind us of what wisdom there is in the Bible, because it points these things out, that these things are to take place. So it, it should right. reinvalidate the Bible, while at the same time not mm-hmm. causing us to worry. Right. Right. Exactly. We can trust the author of the Bible because he pointed these things out, and look, they're here. 
So now we should be saying, well, if he's right about that, what else? What was right. he telling us to be worried about? Like right. sometimes, like you said, we get so hung up on the markers and we're like, ah, this and that, this means that, and this is that. Yes. And it's like, yes, but he told you during all of this, when you see this sign, when you hear this thing, when you do this, when this occurs, you be prepared in this way. Right. <laughs> That's the part of the information. That's I'm coming important. to pick you up. So when you hear that, when you see that, pick up your stuff and move over to that place and be ready for me to pick you up. Right. Right. And and we fight about, oh, this looks like this, and this means this, and this is that, and that must mean this, and the other things. <laughs> and and we love, we love we to be lose. the first to say, I figured out what this marker means. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. But then you yes. miss the ride, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's And it's it's sad because the purpose of all these instructions, Jesus said, I've told you before, so that when it comes to pass, you believe. Right. The reason we're getting that information is to strengthen our faith, our faith, not to make us Jeopardy contestants. Right. <laughs> that is true. That's true. So I hope, I hope this episode has, has given you hope and inspiration that this is not the end. There's some who will focus on, oh, but things will get much worse. But if our true destination is heaven and the new earth, then the answer is things will get much better. Right. And if we look for these way marks just to remind us to keep on track, we will end up at the much, much better. Anything you'd like to add before we close? No, I, th I think you summed that up, man, because when whatever we have to pass through for whatever long we have to pass through it, eternity is on the other end. Right. <laughs> eternity, uh -huh. an right. awesome eternity that we can't even properly understand. Yeah, better than our best dreams here. Yep. So will you close us out with prayer then? Absolutely. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the promises of your word. We thank you for the precious promises, the comfort of the scriptures that we might have hope. Please, Lord, in these Please, Lord, in these difficult times, please give us the opportunity, uh, give us a willingness to surrender ourselves to you, give us the, the eyesight that we can look ahead and not worry about the things that are in front of us. We don't want to be oblivious. We don't want to ignore, pretend that they're not important, but let us not be overwhelmed by them. Help us to trust you. Help us to believe in your word. Help us to encourage those around us. Like, let's focus on the things that are positive and will help us to get to that destination. And let us be ready for the pickup because you're coming to get us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And we want to remind you, you could reach out to us on Twitter at truewisdom underscore pod. You could reach out to us in email, truewisdom at spaceage-llc.com. And there is our webpage, truewisdom.buzzsprout.com. If you have any questions, just drop us a line. you have any comments, we're willing to take them. Anything you'd like us to cover, please let us know. Thank you. And it's encouraging to us. Yes, yes, it is encouraging. I just to want to us. say that. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, we need that encouragement, too, and we're grateful for it. Yes, and thank you for those who have written to us. We do appreciate it. Um, 
And so until next time, we pray for you to obtain true wisdom.